Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to God is Gray, the podcast. Although I, as a Christian, believe that God resides in absolute truth, in black and white, we as people are stuck here on planet Earth contending with the gray. In church, gray areas often cause dissension, anger, and even hate. But on this platform, I welcome open dialogue, variety of opinion, and differing belief systems. God is Gray is meant to teach, inform, and simply trade stories with kindness, love, and mutual respect. If you have a story or perspective to share, please reach me, Brenda Marie Davies, at GodIsGrayXO at gmail.com. To support the cause and be a part of our community, donate to patreon.com slash gray. Now, on to the episode. I would tell people frequently that I was worried for their soul, for their eternal salvation. I was, and I was, I was scared. Hi, beautiful people. Today we have an incredibly special guest. This is a fellow YouTuber, Jacqueline Glenn. What's up, guys? <laughs> Thanks for having me on your channel. I'm very excited because a bunch of you in the God is Great community have asked for this and asked for this. And Jacqueline lives like 20 minutes from my house. I know. We gotta hang. Yeah. So we're thinking this won't be the last time. I'm definitely gonna get that? Jacqueline saved as soon as possible. It's okay. I'll just, <laughs> I said I'm going to convert her to the dark side, so we both have ulterior motives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as always, here on God is Gray, it's all about showing you, hopefully putting on display in a very beautiful way, how people of different backgrounds, ideas, theologies, religions, lack of religion, can have a civilized conversation. It's possible, I promise. We have a lot in common, surprisingly. So we really do. People, what do you say we have in common? Our upbringings and our past, and mm -hmm. you kind of moved away from the type of person you were, and I did too. We just kind of ended up in different places. Right. Like, I was very evangelical, very extreme in my beliefs. Like, I would say judgmental things you wouldn't believe. You are backsliding into the flames of hell. Oh, and I'm so embarrassed about it. I am filled with Christ's love. And then I went through this path of kind of like trying to leave that version of myself behind because I was so unhappy with it and I knew like deep down I knew that it was wrong the things that I was saying like I knew mm -hmm. I was being hurtful to people and I didn't want to be that person anymore so I began this journey of trying to figure out who I really was and then I kind of landed in, in atheism but yeah you did something similar but you stayed a Christian but you're open to like the social values and things that I align with which is cool. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think our social stances and the way we want to move through the world and the way we want people to feel after they've left our presence or when they're in our presence is aligned. We did a video on my channel too. And we yes, you gotta about... go check it out. It'll be linked below. <laughs> and, and we talked a lot about how we both want the same thing. We both want the same outcome, really. Like we're talking to people who feel like they're alone yeah. because they are being judged for being gay or for being trans or for having a different opinion of some kind or a different belief. And these people feel very alone. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And that's why I wanted to start making YouTube videos. Exactly the same. I keep wanting to give language to these things because I've just learned brand new language. I think it's really helpful to just be like, oh, this is what I'm going through, like to identify it. So that's now being called in the progressive Christianity landscape, which is where I land as your deconstruction phase. So I would yeah. say as a Christian, you and I both wear like 
heavily involved in the church in this very black and white way, no yes. nuance, no gray. A lot of you reach out and just say, I just can't even tell anyone that I have this little doubt about LGBTQ issues or I have this tiny doubt about if I ever want to get married because you can get attacked by the wolves of our own community and our own religion. So this path of deconstruction is when you're like, you know what? I'm gonna get past those fears even though it's so hard and it can be scary because you might land on this end. Ah, <laughs> I know. No. And that kind of, that does feel like the worst case scenario when you're a Christian. You're like, what if I deconstruct I and I land on the atheist side? I completely relate to that. Really? Because whenever I started deconstructing, yeah. I was afraid of that because I wrapped so much of my identity in being a Christian. Mm. And I was also fearful to lose my community yeah. and to distance myself from family and what they might think of me because uh, if you're not religious a lot of the time people don't think that you even can be a moral person right. so I was worried that people wouldn't think that I was good in any mm -hmm. sense of the word uh, I was completely fearful of judgment and all of these things and to top it off I didn't have anybody I could talk to I didn't right. think I could even ask a question, and that's how I kind of started making YouTube videos. And my first few videos, if you go back and watch them, please don't, they're embarrassing. <laughs> but if you go back and watch them, I begin a lot of them saying, hey, as a Christian, I think gay people are cool. And I have to go watch yeah, these. Oh yeah, my gosh. My first few no videos idea. are, as a Christian, I think this. And Wow, okay. Yeah, I didn't expect to land here, but you never know. You never know where, where life will take you. But you could land here. I'm still a Christian. I went through deconstruction. Deconstruction is about really diving in and looking at your beliefs. And that is also why I respect a lot of atheists so much because atheism has a lot of research involved. If you've ever come up against an atheist in a conversation, sometimes I've had to be like, surrender, I'm still a Christian, <laughs> I still believe in God, but I'm like lost now. I never even asked questions whenever I was very religious, but I don't, I don't think Think people should go into questioning or deconstructing thinking that they're gonna end at this point or this point I think you should do it for you and I've never really cared if someone was religious I only cared if they were an open-minded loving person and not hurting others that's all I care about. I care about that too <laughs> and I used to be that person yeah the things that I used to say I was very judgmental do you have any memories of being like awful to people because these haunt me still so one thing that a lot of the Christian channels that I respond to and disagree with I feel like they treat me like such an outsider like I have no idea and if only I could get saved for real then I would know the real God and I would really know how to read my Bible etc so it's really hard to explain like no. I got saved in evangelical church when I was 12 years old. I was a Christian before then. I was just like a casual Catholic, but I prayed constantly. I read the Bible. I was in it to win it, saving myself from marriage, not drinking until I was 21. I remember when I f watched my first Girl Defined videos, I was like, oh my gosh, they are me at 14 years old. Like, it wasn't unfamiliar. It's not I something I can't wrap my head around. I, I have been there. Paul and Morgan remind me a lot of myself. Okay, so yeah. I was Girl Defined, you were Paul and Morgan. I was Morgan, and I had that kind of a relationship. I think my biggest flaw in that time was I thought everyone was going to hell. Mm. I thought everyone was going to hell, and I would, I would tell them. I'd be oh. like, no, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through it. I'd be like, I'm concerned because you're doing this, and if you don't change, then you will go to hell. And I, I was so scared. Is that the voice that you used? 
But I would tell people my fears for them. Yeah. And, and it was because you're scared for them? Or I, you felt like you had a... I was scared. To. I was scared for them. Yeah. And the way it was taught to me my whole life, I was given this example of you're driving down a road and the road splits and one path is green and there's sunshine and it's beautiful and there's birds chirping. Anyways, you want to go to that side. Sounds great. <laughs> and this side is like a cliff and you'll fall off and they will die immediately and the car will explode, whatever, they're gone. And you have a person, they're driving down the road, and it's a stranger, you don't know who they are. You're gonna try to direct them to the path with sunshine. Like, you want them to go this way. Okay. And, you know, if they don't, like, that would be traumatizing. And you have to imagine that for every person you're letting them drive off of a cliff and not doing anything. What kind of person does that? Right. Like, now imagine that it's a friend of yours. Now what do you do? You're going to try even harder and be even more desperate to try to help them take the right direction. Yeah. And that's kind of how I operated. I'm like, oh my god, like, if I don't give this everything I have, I'm going to watch my friend drive off a cliff and hell, hell's a scary place. The way it was explained to me, like, you're burning forever and yeah. shit, you touch the stove and you hurt your finger and that is not fun. Imagine being in flames for all of eternity. So you don't want to let people that you care about or love or even a stranger have that happen. I really so. appreciate you explaining that because I try to also express a lot of empathy and understanding for people that are saying, you guys are going to hell, you have to be careful because exactly. it's actually from a perverted place of a lot of love and okay. concern for humanity. They are scared. Yeah. They're so scared. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't, I don't hate them. I feel for them in that because that was a miserable place for me. And did you have any friends? I did. <laughs> I don't know. Are these people? I don't know. I've actually like I I've, I've stayed friends with them and I ask them like how did you stand being around me like ah you didn't always talk about that like <laughs> <laughs> those are some good friends yeah. bless them <laughs> I organized the chastity ceremony at my church when I was 15 years old I would have joined <laughs> Jacqueline was there in spirit <laughs> and for me that was because again fear I keep reminding everyone that. Fear is listed in the Bible over 90 times as something that God really doesn't want us to have. And these are fear-based mentalities. I was told that God would cry if I had premarital sex. And I loved God so much to the bottom of my heart that that made me cry. Mm -hmm. I was like, we can't live like this, you guys. We have to do this chastity ceremony. Yeah. And um, I got all of my friends saved. All of my best friends were coming to church with me. I was an amazing youth leader. Did you I have like purity rings? We got purity rings. <gasps> Mine was like silver with a little heart with a key in it. Do you still have it? I do. Oh my gosh. I have it. Yeah. I also recall making an art project. Now that I'm nine months pregnant, it's even crazier to think about. But at public school, I made a paper mache woman and she was nine months pregnant holding a gun to her belly and I called it abortion. Whoa. Yeah. And my art teacher was just like, that's really intense. Oh my god, how old were you? <laughs> 14 or oh 15. My god. Pretty brilliant uh, display of how I felt though. I have an art project story, but it's not as cool as that. <laughs> I was little. I was like second grade maybe, and we had, a, on Easter, we had little wooden crosses, and uh -huh. we had to color a Jesus, and then put our Jesus on the cross. They like The teacher cut it out and laminated it, and then they gave us like nails that we had to nail for the Jesus, <laughs> and they're like, this is what you do when you sin, and I'm like... <laughs> Oh and, like, my god. People were crying and that was Catholic school. How old were you? Second grade. So I don't know, I don't remember. Child. 
small. Tiny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is a whole other story how we traumatize <laughs> children with the concepts yeah. of hell, with the con, like just fear. Fear, fear, fear. Yeah, and when you're taught that from such a small age and you grow up and you kind of have been around it for so long, you are that thing. And it's so hard. And when you talk about deconstructing all those beliefs, it goes back a long time. Yeah, very it is formative years. not easy mm -mm. to undo all of that. You can do it though. And, and it is like such a freeing feeling to be where I am now and I'm sure you relate. It was a freeing feeling because I had been carrying this like fear around mm -hmm. for so long. It was just such a toxic mentality. Yeah. And people think a lot of times whenever you let go of that, it's because you want to be free in the sense of having not a care in the world and just going around and sinning without consequence. Right. That's not what I mean. I am still... Me neither. <laughs> honestly, I'm still kind of a rigid person in some senses because I grew up like that. Uh -huh. And I'm still very much like, oh, I don't know if that's, that's appropriate to do that. And I, I can be like that sometimes. You wouldn't guess it from the internet. It messes with your mind a little bit. Yeah. And it's hard to get out of that. But whenever you let it go, then you can make moral decisions for what I think are, you know, personal reasons to you and what you feel is the best thing to do and is the most moral thing to do instead of acting completely out of fear. It's coming from more of, I feel like, a genuine place. We're told not to trust our feelings or our heart. Our heart is deceitful above all things. So then when you genuinely feel nauseous if you're telling a gay friend of yours that they're gonna go to hell or they're sinning you're supposed to ignore that very intuitive feeling and just yeah, open up I your bible and remind yourself of the bible verses again whereas what we're saying is you're not letting go of morality you're not letting everything fly out the window you're just learning in deconstruction to let go of fear and to let go of that being the reason why you're making choices. So your choices need to be made out of love, which is what Christianity is all about. But I also think that a lot of atheists move through the world with that love as well. Yeah, I mean, secular humanism is a word that you'll hear sometimes. I've been accused of that. I'm uh, like, sure, but minus the secular. <laughs> right, I mean, humanism is, you know, like I have hope for the good in people. Me too. And yeah. I do for others what I would want done for me, and that's just kind of how I operate. So as we said, we live 20 minutes away from each other, so yes. this might be the start of a friendship too. <laughs> but how could we be friends if I'm an atheist and you're a Christian? As always, I encourage you guys to not be afraid. Don't be fearful of people that have differing viewpoints than you, because I'm walking out of here a Christian. Sorry, Jacqueline, you didn't change my mind on anything. My only goal of the day is now <laughs> tarnished and ruined. Unfortunately, I don't think I got her saved either. Yeah, but I, I still have my horns. I can put them on. It's worse than I thought. So please don't forget to go to Jacqueline's channel. Check it out. We have a video there that I think you'll really enjoy. The link is also below, of course. Please like, subscribe, share with your friends, donate to my Patreon or Venmo if you can. We, we love, love you all. God, God bless. bless.